In a world in the year 2017. In a time of tradition. In a city where anything can happen. In a war that isn't his. Every day in New York City. On the Miami Police Force. In the deep south. Hello and welcome back to the video store. This is the latest episode of Late Fees. I'm your host Justin. I'm here with Pat, Pafifi, and Cam. What's going on, you two? What's up? Anthony Davis, please, please, <laughs> please listen to Late Fees and then come to Los Angeles. I don't know if he'll listen to that. Uh, Cam, what's up? Uh, I have the same sentiments as Pat. Cam, hold on, Cam, you're not even from Cam. You're not even from LA. Hey, I'm not from I'm LA. Like, why, is it, why is my car getting pulled? Wait, you were, <laughs> Cam was literally a Cavaliers I'm, fan a year ago. So what is the common denominator? What a LeBron. Hey, thank you. <laughs> it means if you're a fan of the, the best player, I think that's a legitimate. Statement. But Eric would say the same thing. Oh, is Eric a Lakers fan now? No, Eric's a beach just a LeBron. A classic. Yeah, separate me fan. from Lakers fan. I'm like, you guys team struggle or your team struggle. I'm just here wow. for LeBron. <laughs> wow. Like, if we win, we win. Cam, we lose, y'all lose. Cam's like James Goldstein. He's just a fan of the sport. <laughs> he doesn't really I hedged my bets completely. So as you can see, we're all excited. It is the uh, it's almost trade deadline time, but it is also one more very important thing that's gonna happen in the month of February. That is Valentine's Day. Uh, love is in the air. Love is definitely in the air, especially for these cinephiles in the room with me today. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Most cinephiles don't get a lot of love. That is true. <laughs> but it's good that we're able to, you know, talk about Valentine's Day. We have a very special guest in the building today. Someone who I consider very near and dear to my heart. Very good friend. I haven't seen her in like a year. Exactly literally. So. <laughs> Which means that we're not very friends. <laughs> I have here the extraordinary Erica Ramirez on the show today. What's up, Erica? Woo! Hey, guys. Yeah, Erica, pull up to the mic. You're trying to be so cool and, and I'm not awesome. trying to be so cool. I you just don't are. want to be like, you know. You're right here. It's cool. Okay. Erica Ramirez. All up in, you know. She's a she's a Wonder Woman, literally, just to use a movie reference. You like that? Uh, she she does it all. Her. You didn't... <laughs> Went <laughs> literally went right over everybody's head. Huge time. movie reference, <laughs> Wonder Woman coming out in a big swing in this episode. Erica, we have we have tasked uh, ourselves to watch two movies this episode. Two movies this year you are very familiar with. Yes, uh, that is Love and Basketball from the year two thousand. And uh, 500 Days of Summer. What, what year did that, that come 2009. out? 2009. Holy shit. 10, Ten years old. 10 years old. Uh, what was the first time you seen these two movies, Erica? Oh, I don't even remember. I mean, clearly I watched Love and Basketball a long time ago. But every, any time those movies are on, I rewatch them. <sighs> I don't see. Any time, yeah. no matter what. One of these movies need to be left in the video store. For sure. That's not true. <laughs> For sure. But we'll, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> well, of course, we were talking about Love and Basketball. 
and 500 Days of Summer. Do you guys want, let's just hop right back, like yeah. right into yeah. Love and Basketball. Movie came out in the year 2000. What were you doing in 2000, Pat? Uh, 18 years ago. I will tell you this. I was not living in existence uh, that would have, at age oh, 10 or 11, guided me towards <laughs> seeing Love and Basketball <laughs> uh, at Rocky Rivers AMC 6 or the Regal at West. Were they Hall. even were they even playing that where you were at? Uh, maybe. Hell no, they were. They would have played it like I mean, like a Tower City, like downtown, obviously. But like, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Imagine young Pat going up to his local AMC and saying, "Hello, hello, good sir. So Are you like, playing well, love and basketball?" I'm trying to think. Like I, like, I saw. Hello, good sir. I just yeah, I saw like Twenty One Savage lingo. Three Twenty One. Three Twenty One Savage. Three Twenty One Savage. Uh, I saw. I saw Medea's family reunion, but that was in high school. At like a like by the time good theaters existed even even there so with reserve seats yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I don't, I don't know I I don't know if they would have shown hell no so. uh, Cam you were two when this came out <laughs> I was five but you but actually, always did you guys ever notice in all the episodes Cam has been in he's always been five when no, he's watched I'm, movies <laughs> I'm it came out the day before it actually came out the day before my fifth birthday 2000 April 16 2000 wow look look at this I'm technically <laughs> tracking I'm technically I'm tracking this it was around it was Cam saw Scream around the same yeah, yeah, was, yeah I, was I, I was six when I saw Scream <laughs> I was racking the movies up <laughs> um I remember a lot of people love this movie in middle school and I was wondering how they were actually watching this movie because my mom was like very is, this movie's rated R right like, it's PG-13 it's PG-13 I, and I was surprised or is it the wood it. the, the wood, wood is rated R I wasn't I wasn't allowed to see the wood what is a more R-rated yeah, title yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm peeling away from the drive-by <laughs> I'm not even gonna ask you how that was a double entendre also um I remember everyone in middle school loved, loving this movie. I was a little too, like, girls have cooties still to even be, like, thinking oh, wow. about seeing a movie like this. I was in sixth grade, I think, when this movie came out. And I didn't see it officially until I was in high school. And I remember being like... Officially. Officially seeing <laughs> When it was okay to see this movie. Yeah, yeah. They, they allowed men to see it. Uh, I saw it in high school, and I was like, huh. And then when I saw it as an adult, I saw it again maybe, like, a year ago. And I was like, this movie is fucking absurd. It's crazy. <laughs> There's a lot of crazy shit in this movie. And it's like a lot of movies at once. It, what's yeah, crazy? Like, what's, like, what's crazy about it? The, okay, the premise itself is really cool. I love that the movie takes place mostly from the woman's perspective. I thought that was a very interesting touch, especially in 2000. And well, I'll touch on this later. I love what it says about toxic masculinity that like you probably don't get when you were young. But it says a lot about just like the role of black men and their families and, and what right. they teach their sons. I thought what was weird about it was that there has to be this overarching like theme of basketball that like plays throughout <laughs> it and they have to put it in and shoehorn it in the most weird ways like basketball is the thing that brought them together but it's also the thing that broke them up and it's also <laughs> the thing that brought them back together again and I was like if this happened in real life there would be a lot more marriages that did not uh, fall apart it's, it's both like naturalistic and also like really like fantastical in its use of basketball. It's it's like a fairy tale. I will, can we agree that it is it's like, like a young love that like triumphs. Yeah. 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 Which is I, like what depending on when you watched it, what what you want like love to be. I, I was yeah, it, I, that's one of the things that surprised me about it actually was that it had a, a happy ending. Like yeah. even cuz the first time I saw it was today. <laughs> uh, uh, and 
first off, I did have to look up how much older uh, old Dennis was than uh, Omar Epps. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, can you be playing his dad? And he could. He's like 19, 20 years older or okay. something. So it, it's legit. But still, <laughs> uh, President David Palmer. Still is, still is iffy. I, I love the all-state voice whenever he shows up in anything. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he was. that's my president. He's on 24. So uh, the premise of the movie is uh, young Monica and Quincy, they are two uh, kids who, it's like coming of age story, as Erica mentioned earlier, where it's like they're basically coming up through the game of basketball. Uh, I want to touch on the beginning of the movie really quick. When they were kids? When they were kids. Uh, and they meet each other. And he, he, they're like, I bet you can't do this. And they're kicking and shit. And I'm just like, that's exactly what black kids do, yeah. is the I bet you can't do this game. Very true to life. Uh, one scene that, that bothered me was uh, when he when Quincy uh, whips her ass. Oh yeah! Outside, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, like a torn ACL. <laughs> <laughs> Took the brace off and dunked on her. No, not, not the end. Not, not at the end. In the beginning, when they're kids. When they're kids, we'll talk about the end. I really, uh, he, Cam. Yeah. I really want to talk about the end. Trust me. I got, I got things to say about the end of the movie. Like I got a lot of things. I'm talking about when he whoops her ass oh, yeah. on, the on the bike and calls her a dog. Yeah, there's disrespect cr- his pops. Yeah, it's crazy. That's that's how kids are, bro. He didn't know no. And somehow that scar became like a romantic yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, the scar being romantic is crazy. <laughs> it was crazy how much he was hitting her in the first like. There's like three scenes in the like first quarter yeah. of the movie. Yeah. He's, he's beating her up in two of them. It's crazy. Not, uh, not a pleasant picture painted. No, no, yeah. He's, no, there's he's a lot of uh, calling her a dog. Yeah, was bro. A lot. But I loved her her getting at him for her his dad playing for the Clippers. Oh, that was hell yeah. Get out of Los Angeles. Um, Erica, how did you feel about his uh, definition of what a girlfriend was in the beginning? <laughs> Wasn't it like the whole we got like when you kiss or you have to like kind of seal it with a kiss type of thing? They did do that. They yeah. did do that. But when he was a kid, he said, you have to like hold my hand or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if I get mad, if you get mad at me, I got to buy you flowers. Yeah. I mean, it's also mad abrasive. But when you think about it, isn't it like, <laughs> but aren't like boys taught to hit girls to show them that they like them like at a young age? Not, not that they're being taught like that now, yeah. but I feel like that is very well, much I know a stereotype is like, like if a girl is like physical with you, like that means she likes you. That means she likes you. I was. I can remember one time. This might be getting very deep, deeper than late fees. Deeper, <laughs> deeper, deeper than late fees after dark. <laughs> I remember I was in third grade. There was a girl I liked. And she did. She used to kick the hell out of me and on the bus to a, one point where like my knees were scraped up. And then one day she sent me a letter on the bus. It was like, "Do you want to kiss me?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> so she made me. So forget g- that she would hit you. Exactly. Once yeah, exactly. And you forgot that there was like abuse. In I was like, yeah, <laughs> "It's kind of crazy, right?" So like she tells me to go behind this car. She's like, "Go behind the car." Put your hands up. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> close your eyes, and I will like I'll kiss you. And she does it. I, I'm to this day I don't know if it was like her like. How did that, so how did that happen? Like how did she like how? Why did were she your kiss hands you? in there? Because she told she told us to get behind this car. Right. Oh, and you you were both behind the car. Yeah, we're both behind the car. Oh, yeah, no, no, it wasn't like behind a car. I thought she was like coming from. No, 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 no. It wasn't like a glory hole situation. It was like she was literally like. <laughs> Third grade glory hole, name of the episode. <laughs> it's like she literally, we, we walked to the car together. We got, we both got like, we were like Indian style. This is outside, by the way. Put my hands up. She, whatever she did. I don't even know what it was. She might've jugged me and finessed me. I don't even know. I don't know to this day because I actually did have my eyes, my eyes closed. My stepdad saw it 
and was like across the street and he was like with binoculars or some shit it was like we were on the street it was like the way the street was set up he was literally driving past he was like what is Justin doing why are his hands up and then he's like saw it he was like Justin what that's because you were going like this (laughs) and like kissing a frog or some shit so I I definitely don't I can't say that I was taught to hit girls I mean, I th- there is. Well, that sounds terrible that I even said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that I was taught that that way of courting a girl. There, yeah, there's a thing about like that, like at a young age, like it's st- like the like physicality of fighting in terms of gender isn't like a thing until like a certain age, yeah. almost because like you know it's just like you don't differentiate that much between gender until a certain age. Yeah. Uh, but they were definitely of the age when one might uh, in the opening of this movie. But then also, I don't think you're taught. I think you see it, and then somehow that becomes like a thing that is okay. Just how easily it was for you to be like, oh, it doesn't matter that she kicked me. Now she yeah. kissed me. You're like, okay, that's because you're like you go along with it. Because in a way, you're like, I kind of dig it too, which is which is fucked up in a way. Well, yeah, it's weird. But it's dope that the movie, which is excellently written, I will say it the writing it has a good script. The yeah. writing has is, is really good. I will say the writing does touch on all of this. Another thing that I do see, or I, I did see in this watch, you know, kind of looking at it analytically this this time, if you say can't, then you ain't a man. It's some wild oh, shit yeah. to teach that your kid. <laughs> I thought he said at first. I I had to rewatch the scene a couple times because uh, Haysburg like mumbles a lot when he talks. <laughs> but I, I thought he said, "If you say can't, you mean won't." And I was like, "That's cheesy." Yeah. And I like had to rewatch it because it was a work. I was like, "Oh no, he's just being mean." Yeah, it was. It was Quincy is very. I think in the beginning, very much trying to be like his father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and throughout much of the movie, he is an entitled dickhead. Yeah, I, I think there might be one, and, and Erica, you might disagree. In the, I believe it's the second quarter. Uh, this the is like the quarter. this is the this is the big uh, the big issue in the movie where uh, Monica's basketball career is pretty much on the ups after one of the one of the players gets the hurt. Roles get the roles get yeah, reversed roles essentially get throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, his father, <laughs> which is. This this still happens today. Like this movie is very much very modern. His father's caught in a paternity scandal. <laughs> Did you have to say it like that? Okay. That's what it was. <laughs> Just say that. It was a paternity scandal. Very dramatic. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, I will say, as much as I like the writing, this part was kind of like, come on. <laughs> well, Whereas, this is like it's a little bit of more like. There's definitely a lot of shoehorning in this movie. Absolutely. Like, like, the same way that, like, the basketball elements are shoehorned in, like, they kind of get one of, like, like, like his parents are divorced, yeah. but he's got a good relationship with his mom. Mm-hmm. And her parents are together, but she's got a bad relationship with him. Like, yeah. They're, like, <laughs> and they're shoehorning every combination of, like, yeah. type of relationship just to cover all their bases, basically. Yeah. Sorry to use a metaphor from a different sport. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that would have fit, fit there. <laughs> nothing that would have fit there, uh, other than being at the scoring. They were at the scoring table with the wrong sweats on. I, guess. I don't know. Uh, but Monica essentially chooses to play over being there for Q at his time of need. Was Q a little bit too needy here? One hundred percent. It's, it's like the way that it was like all or nothing. Like yeah. if yeah. he wasn't there at that one time, it was like over. Like that was like. No, no. It like, was the combination of like that situation happening on top of like his basketball like situation at USC was like kind of 
collapsing beneath right. him. So it was like the weight of the world probably was on his shoulders. And this was the first time probably in his whole life he had yeah, any type of adversity. And was this, yeah. is this at the same time he's figuring out about the uh, his dad's yeah. situation? Yeah. He, that, he, it was literally the night he when found he out. Yeah, yeah. So again, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot happening. Yeah. When she I, like needed to get back to her like room yeah. before a certain time. Yeah, she yeah. or she wouldn't yeah. play. Yeah. My thing is this, like, it wasn't a little bit selfish. Of her? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, anytime, I wish I could see his face right now. Here's, here is why I think no, because anytime in a movie when there's a plot where a character is like really mad that another character is following like a totally reasonable seeming rule, I'm like, why are you so mad? Like, she has she's her curfew. The whole point is, like, you're at this school to play basketball. She could, she's got the curfew. She couldn't call him later? She I, thought she, she, I thought she mentioned something of, like... She, yeah, she could, if she, you know what, if she, if, I'll rewatch the scene, if she says, if she refuses to call him later, I'll give you the point. <laughs> I watched it last oh. night. She didn't even say she was going to call him. Okay, maybe it was presumed. They knew each other pretty well. <sighs> Erica, what do you think? I mean, I don't think we'd be having this same conversation if it was, like, he needed to get back. Whoa! That's kind of the point of love and basketball. I mean, wow. I think that if, if if the roles were reversed, as you usually see them, which is why I think it's important that like, the roles were reversed this time or around this time, mm-hmm. then I don't think we'd be having this conversation. So you think that they would, we would completely take cute You'd side? You'd be like, oh, it's understandable. I feel like it'd yeah, be easier to understand. Like, exactly. And there'd be see, a scene of him like running back to the room and like, just making it role, and be fun. You see that role a lot. Yeah. You also see like men playing ball. And having curfew a lot more than you see like women clearly. This the same. Is this the same scene where he like they're outside of like the dorm talking about this? Uh, no, they're at a party. Like yeah, they're at a party. party. The yeah, and he, and he grabs her no, no, no. very. I thought roughly. this is when they're like on the benches, right? Yeah, they're on the benches. Yeah, they're they on the walk party. away from the party. He says yeah, he says the curfew thing to her at the party. Yeah, they're they're just like hanging out on some bleachers. He wanted her to come right. back to the room. With yeah. Him, right? Which is like, come on, I need this love. <laughs> I need this love right now. He, why like, didn't he go back with no. her? Was it a door? That's a good, that is, a, I would have offered to go back with That's her. Good, okay. <laughs> yeah. You want to make sure to, bring, to say that right now. It's, it's almost as if this were written. <laughs> That's honestly a good point that I actually never thought of out of watching the movie about 25. But he, it would have been the first fucking thing you'd say. But I, I would have oh, you got. It had to be like on, on his terms. And if she can't, then that means like. It's all over and it doesn't even matter. But it's on his terms because he comes from primarily a household where his father controlled everything. Yeah. And this about is the period of the movie where he's trying, where he's still very impressioned by, well, he's impressionable as far as his father's yeah. imprint upon him. Yeah. So. I thought that Sanaa Lathan was excellent. And not only this scene, but very other, like a lot of other scenes in this movie, including when uh, one of the girls goes down with a, with an injury and just like her, her whole building up to where she, where she has to replace her. I thought that her scenes in the locker room yeah. were great. She's yeah. she's great throughout this whole movie. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to play like a hot headed character. Yeah, uh, and be like seem reasonable. Also, yeah. a female that, that's that you know is written like a hot head, but like you said, completely re- reasonable. Usually, it's yeah. always on the other side. Well, like even like like not to plug my other thing here, but like on. A cable box. I've spent a lot of time talking about how Wayne is like just a prick yeah. like, in so many scenes, and you're like, you're being unreasonable. Yeah. Like, I get that you're mad yeah. about stuff, but like, operate logically yeah. here. Yeah. And like, she is sold 
totally reasonable. Yeah. Like, just to somebody who has a hard time controlling her emotions. emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brief uh, detour back to quarter one before I totally forget this. The Kyla Pratt casting, uh, kind of like a big get for the movie at the yeah. time. <laughs> she might have been big as one of the biggest. Like, at that time? Yeah. yeah. She could have been third build at yeah. that time. What happened to her? Is she still in stuff? Um, is she? I think she's just like a she's just like a mom now. She just lives like her regular life, like a regular person. I think cash and private family royalty like, checks. What is Kyra Pratt doing? Let's look her up. She's still beautiful. She's great. Not a, again. Not a big fan of her having to get beat up in the movie like that. <laughs> Man, she's she's about to be my age. Yeah, she she had a singing career last. Well, she was on Rel, uh, the, well, the Lil Rel, yeah, Lil Rel uh, Howry show. I want to watch that. I haven't seen it. She was on one episode of that, so she's still she's still doing some work. She yeah. hasn't been in a movie in a really long time. She was in Doctor Doolittle, Million Dollar Mutts. Yes, I, she was in. A, I think she was in a couple of the Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> she was actually. in three of yeah, them. Yeah, she was. Yeah, wow. And Hotel for Dogs. So that was the end so of her a chapter. Lot of, a lot of animals. <laughs> That was the end of her chapter, really. Uh, but I, I mean, from quarter one, we get to quarter two. Of course, their their college or high school. No, high school days were wild too. Yeah, yeah. That's quarter yeah. two. Gabrielle Union uh, to prom. Qu- yeah. High school part was kind of nasty. Uh, I was really surprised at uh, the sex scene when I I saw that and I was like, this, this is a PG thirteen movie. Crazy Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell. Yeah. That. That's probably the standout of the movie. That would have been a lot of people's at that time, not, not including your four-year-old self, uh, like their, their first sex scene that they had ever seen. I don't remember if that was my first. I mean, I don't, I don't remember. But it definitely was like... One of the first like, sex scenes. I think scenes. I was like 15, 14 at the time. I remember watching it at my like friends. What about you guys? What about like Titanic? No, I never watched that. Really? I watched it with my mom. Yeah. I watched it with at, my mom. At three? I was young, like I was probably in like that five to seven range. <laughs> what, yeah, yes. You were out here watching movies. <laughs> my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom, we had HBO The Crew. Like, <laughs> my mom was in the living room every every like Saturday or some shit, and we the eight o'clock movie of the of the, of the week. movies, bro. I'm also weirded out at Monica like even agreeing to do that, knowing that he, like Q has really freaky sex stuff. Like he had handcuffs in his room. Oh yeah, that how was, was he doing that? That was in high school, right? But this is like to her. It's like it's like her first love. Like it's still very like maybe to him it's more lusty, but to her it's more love. Like what's the point? Hence the Maxwell song. Yeah, true. The Maxwell song makes it like it says it all. Bro. Yeah. One thing I do want to touch on. I believe it was quarter two. That and a lot of people say it was earlier quarter two in that high school. He sees her show up in that dress. That's the moment where Q's like, yeah, I love her. On some greedy <laughs> shit, because he's never seen her like you know, as as far as the movie's gone, like right there, like she ain't never wore a dress ever. Like that's well, what we're in school, but he grew on the ground. Remember her mom? <laughs> remember, remember her mom? That's like emphasis point of her mom knows yeah. about the movie. Like she doesn't. She's like growing up like as a, she's a like tomboy. I don't want another son. Or, I mean, I don't want a son or something. Yeah. Like, she wasn't dressed or right. acting according to people as feminine exactly. as like, like so what they were expecting her to I can be believe that she probably was probably walking around school probably in and that was his like homegirl. Yeah. And exactly. so all of a sudden he realized it doesn't have to be just his homegirl. Wow. That just shows that just makes men look very, you know, that's how a lot lusty, of you know, not me, not me. Okay. At around 17, 16, 17. That's how a lot of us. I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't 10. Uh, Cam, you've done everything. <laughs> <laughs> you've done everything. <laughs> we can tell when the mic cuts off. 
Oh, uh, but I love, I love so the, the big crux of the movie is this moment where Monica finally chooses herself over Q when they're in college. I think the breakup scene That's very fucked out of the, the dorm, is it? Yeah. Yes. Very fucked up having a homegirl from Players Club <laughs> who shows up, gives him a hug. He took her to Burger King. Took the hoe to Burger King. That's the line. Oh, and then the she's like King. right there. He's like this. He like introduces him and like the spiteful. Did, was he trying yeah, to? It's like it's when Monica comes over. She, yeah, she comes like over. The clothes and all that. And yeah, they, like, they talk about that. But then the breakup is when they're outside and they're going into the, her dorm. Her dorm. Yeah. yeah. And he he finally reveals yeah, uh, that he's going pro after his freshman year. And he's, he, he tells her, you know, I took her to Burger King. She's like, cheap date. He's just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so like, he doesn't really have like, a response for that. He, whenever she tells him anything like that in the movie, he's like, he, he's, he's like yeah. He's, like, right. always he's such a man. Because when, if someone ever told me that, I'm like, yeah. When she gives him the note in the car. Yeah. She's like she's a hoe, and he's like she's honest. <laughs> <laughs> At least she knows what she wants. But that that uh, moment, to, like the breakup moment, like listen, Q is a really nasty guy. Yeah, he doesn't stop being nasty until he's well into his like mid twenties, almost thirty. Can't be anything but nasty. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, all right, all right, hold on. No, I mean, no, like <laughs> you have no faith. Do you like Q in this movie? Like. At times, yeah. No, he, yeah. Like, I, yes. Q has, he's, like, redeemable traits, but he's also a dick. He's a, I was going to say, he's a dick, though. Yeah. Like, he's and it mostly charming. all the time, it's about him. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the breakup to me was very telling because it was not only, like, he was trying to set up, like, some type of weird three-way date with uh, him, himself, Monica, and, yeah, and the third woman. I what he was trying to do. He literally said, that. you want to join? And she's like, no. <laughs> she said, said Don't you think he said it as if, like... She wasn't going to say yes. It was more of just like, this means nothing anyways. I feel like he... Like, I don't think the invite was actually, like, a real invite. I think the invite goes... I think the invite was on the table as him trying to cover his tracks, potentially. That's how I interpreted it. Right. Like, I invite you so you don't think that it's, like... Toxic. Like, like I'm not messing around with her. Like, you're invited. Like, we're just going out, like... Ugh, that's how I inter- another dick move into like, Burger King. Exactly like I'm saying, so like that's how I. T- that's but how but I t- he was so cocky about it. Like he was so very much like, uh, this is another girl, yeah. not like a a friend. And that's why the Burger King. He didn't take her to Wingstop. Took her to Burger King. <laughs> You know, just like a real gentleman. Uh, so he go, he goes to the league, ends up hopping teams, and ends up on the Lakers, yeah. which is literally the enemy of the Clippers because he, he's so upset with his father, and that becomes his. The whole movie takes place in Los Angeles. They never leave. They never leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ever. Leave briefly for a period to go, go play to pro Spain. ball. Yeah. Barcelona might as well have been downtown LA yeah. because they don't, show, <laughs> they don't show you anything about Barcelona. And just like what we were saying before we like, broke down into the, the quarters just like in terms of being a crazy movie the fact that there's like like it's it's clocks in it just over two hours it's basically an epic romance movie like the like two people's lives for like a long ass time in their lives <laughs> like it goes from like like Grade school to high school, to college. high school, college, past their marriage. Like this is crazy. Meanwhile, there's like this basketball gimmick going on in it. Like the whole thing is nobody, totally wild. Nobody questioned how they were playing a championship game in, in Europe. <laughs> the coach is talking in the in the locker room, and 
This is the championship game, so I'm assuming she's played a decent amount of time on it, and she still asks her teammate, "What did the coach just say?" <laughs> You've been here long enough. Like, I would not. That's no Spanish. That, that has stuck with me <laughs> since that's I've a, seen this that's movie. That's what's been bothering me. No, we haven't got to the ending yet. We haven't got to the ending. There, because to me, there are two moments. Let's, oh, let's just. Okay. I want to get to these two moments. So uh, essentially, she goes overseas and comes back because she's like, you know, I'm, I'm just tired of being overseas i miss my family i want to go back home and maybe you know basketball playing pro just isn't for me right. this happens <laughs> the same time that you yeah, struggle with women's basketball as well too. this is true because at the time when the WNBA was just like starting starting yeah so it's like that was the the reality they had to face yeah it's like, it gets crazy to think that like she could do yeah, yeah. Like, the idea that like male college players like imagine if they could only like, go play in europe like that's right. like what like washed up vets do exactly like and it's actually it's like still a pretty good gig, but yeah, if, <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that they were getting way more money than Monica would have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might have been yeah. making 80k, uh, yeah. 100,000 or something, because it wasn't that much money right. in women's basketball. Yeah. So he tears his. <laughs> okay, so this scene really fucks me up. This is the third thing that I have an issue with. <laughs> just in the game. That yeah, just just <laughs> in this game alone, just in this <laughs> section alone. So he misses a, a three, go, runs back, gets the ball again off of a steal. Dunks the ball, falls down, tears his ACL or, or, or his knee. It's his ACL. It's his ACL. It's his ACL. Yeah. Okay. How out of ten, his believability as a basketball player? No, I don't believe it at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, number two, you don't even ever really see Omar Epps doing anything basketball related in this movie. You see, you see Sanaa Lathan. Yeah. 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 She's putting up shots. Omar Epps. Nah, I'm not. I don't see it. Gabriel was looking at his ass. He's just holding the ball. On a scale of one to ten, how embarrassing would that be if that actually happened in a game? Somebody tore ACL like that. Yeah, just like all of a steal and already knowing his history. Oh man! First of all. We, be know, a bust. we know you only drinking liquor. For your liquor must be that bad. <laughs> you ACL like that, bro. You there's no water. you're wilding off the court. <laughs> so we know that off the rim. So oh imagine that happening with Twitter. Oh we, man. <laughs> that's how you didn't know that that's where you were going. Right? So imagine if this happens with Twitter, bro. Some bench rider like Dunks the ball and lands he got and tears it, like, his ACL. So he, was, he was sitting on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even on the bench. And what year was the Laker rotation that deep exactly. anyway? Bro, they, what are they carrying? 18 guys? What was going on? He's sitting on the floor, bro. They put him in. Oh, we love this movie, by the way. Yeah. We all love this movie. We love this movie. So he ends up in the hospital. <laughs> and uh, really weird scene where the mer- nurse comes in, nurse goes out. He's walking back with his ass cheeks completely out for the world to see. He's got a lot of ass showing in this movie. A lot of yeah. ass in this movie. The point of the film. Was it in his contract? <laughs> I don't know. Might have been. PG, oh. The PG thirteen ass. Uh, see, male ass I think passes on PG thirteen. For yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. They, my favorite Martian. I think they show Christopher Lloyd's ass, and that movie's rated PG. That's Ain't nasty. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> so Monica does end up visiting because oh, at the kind of at the at yeah. the behest of her mother, I think at that point. No, no, no. She shows up just out of nowhere because she hears about. She saw it on TV, I think. Yeah, because she tells her mom after that he's. Yeah, after. Yeah. yeah. So mom's like, "You want to tell you to beat her up?" So no, and I want to talk about this engagement because 
I love, I love, but I also hate how much they, there is no insight into into Q's yeah. life yeah. whatsoever. Like, and wasn't it? It's Tyra Banks. Right? Yeah, it's Tyra Banks. She just pops up out of nowhere. So engaged. This is where I have. We, I'm gonna wait till we get to the end, and then I got, I got a lot of shit to say. Because I put this on the story last night. I was like, okay, so she pops up. She's like, hey, this is such and so. This is my fiance, and there's just this one shot on Monica's face. She's just like, huh, 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 fiance, that's, uh, great. Uh, Yeah. So am I I supposed to believe that like, they're both standing here looking at her like stutter, like, and she has no problem with this. I don't just, think it was that long. Was it, it was a stunt. I would bring it up like, on my story even, right now. Like, like, even six, if it, I do even remember it her face. Like, yeah. I'm just like surprised. Yeah. This, Maybe a little too surprised. <laughs> and like, the scene is full of stuff like that. Like where there's like really awkward pauses and shit. Yeah. Like, if this happened like at all, like obviously not, movies aren't, no, even those realistic <laughs> movies aren't that realistic. But if there were any version of this conversation, everyone would be like jumping out of the window to get out of the room. Yeah. It's so horrible. <laughs> no, what? Why is she shocked? Like I'm, ass- I'm, su- I'm assuming she's been going for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming there might not have been much line of communication. So right. like, why are you this surprised that there's a chance that he moved on? He moved on. And it's like, kind of like the ultimate dog. Cube. Cube. Yeah. <laughs> well, the last time we saw the co- like conversation between you guys, like. It did not look like it ended But I think it's more just like being surprised that someone's engaged that you used to date. Not necessarily like moved on from you, but they just like all of a sudden you come back and someone's engaged. Not like I got a girl. I'm engaged. Like all of my uh, pretty much. That shit is real. It's not like (laughs) a lot of my exes are getting engaged. And okay. you, I don't, I don't, okay. I don't make that, I don't make that reaction. Okay. <laughs> I well, said, you, didn't, you, you didn't find out while you were visiting them in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I mostly said, "Huh, good for them. <laughs> good luck." Anyway, so that happens. <laughs> I just wanted them to I mean, know, like, also, did you have like unresolved feelings with this person? People? Nah, nah, mm-hmm. nah. So I mean, clearly, there's unresolved feelings with Q and Monica. Of well, did, did the fiance see this and just say nothing? Is my That's question. Thing. Is what, like, like her, her, her reaction. I mean, it was I a conversation after. They painted Tyra Banks as like this nitwit, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like they made it seem like she was just like a trophy wife. Yeah, type yeah, yeah. Like yeah. she just walks in and that's just what exactly. Like, yeah, like, I, I didn't like her writing. She was a she cardboard was box. Exactly, yeah, yeah, she was a cardboard box, uh, which gets us to literally the end. Wait, of... What's the movie where Tyra's a? Uh, she comes from. What, I was. Like, I wanted to bring this the, up too. The doll. Life size. Yes, that is a Tyra that I kind of think, see of also in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's okay. as if she yeah. just like popped out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. it could. It like probably would have been like they could have said like, "Hey, do life size for like a couple shots." Yeah, yeah and then like, you can go back. You can yeah, go back to like thirty-five grand. Is this our only time? Because is she is she in the other scenes? I yeah, think there's like another scene. There's a scene where they're moving out. Where he's moving out. Where he's moving out. You never see. We'll get to this second. So there's like a big, which I thought was a really cool moment. I'm not even going to shit on this scene too much. Where they at her, uh, where Monica and her mom finally have the heart to heart and they right. finally understand each other. And it comes, she needs her mom the most, and that is when she needs to get Q back, or she realizes that she she loves Q and that's who she wants to be with. And um, really love what it says about just you know the role of women and just the household and in career and what her mom wanted wanted for her. I, I really love that because there aren't a lot of movies that really speak to that and it's crazy that it takes a movie that was freaking 18 years old yeah. to even say that and no one's really talking about how, how poignant it is even to this day no it's crazy 
I mean, no, I, I like that there's this, uh, like, unspoken thing between her and her mom. Usually there's, like, too much mm-hmm. going on between, like, the mom and the, the daughter. But it's almost like she knew how her mom felt about her, but they never even talked about it. Yeah. And she act, she knew and acted on it, so she almost, like, rebelled against it. Mm-hmm. There was no other time besides that one time where they talked about it. Doesn't her mom slap her? Yes. Oh, yes. Everyone is beating. Because she said something about ironing, ironing. She basically called her mom out. She's like, I don't want to be like you. Like, you, yeah. you, you let our dad basically walk over you. It's when she, like, lost a game and came back. Yeah. Her mom wasn't there for that game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you basically let my dad, uh, let, her, let Pop walk over you while I was growing up, and you acquiesced to every yeah. thing that he wanted. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Wow. You smacked her. She's been getting her, her ass whipped all this movie. Uh, so, the big, <laughs> the huge climax of this movie, we're here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> Q is number one. Q is still asleep at his mother's house. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what is going on. Like, <laughs> like why is he still there? Like, I think they had to do that to set up the the, the juxtaposition of when he used to come to her house. Maybe, but that means he never lived care alone. Of him. This is true. It's questions that need answers. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, I love so he was in college and then after college came. Or, I mean, he did not even finish college. I don't. I'm assuming he didn't finish because he, he just came back and moved back in with his mom. But he was at least making He's playing pro ball. Yeah, he didn't have an apartment. He's really responsible, man. I'm still in LA. Like, but I'm pretty sure his dad was knocking back a few dollars. Of course. To his mom or whatever, and also his dad. I hate to not even or we forgot to mention this, but his dad was stressing to his son. Stay in school Yeah For the whole time <laughs> Yeah and Q was like Nah I'm not doing that <laughs> He wasn't ready to leave To go pro Remember he started Playing shitty bro Yeah Like At USC like Who's the basketball that? player that, that did that And ended up being no, Nobody A bunch of them bro Like god Lately The list uh, Who got drafted This past year man Jimmer now, Jimmer, he had to go He was a senior You graduated yeah. bro You have to leave Like uh, Who else <laughs> <laughs> Bro uh, Michael Beasley was a guy who left early, ended up being kind of buns. OJ Mayo. OJ Mayo. Yeah. That's all you need to say. OJ yeah. Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> OJ Mayo. He, that's what Q was. Q was yeah, OJ Mayo. USC. <laughs> Q was OJ Mayo, wow. for sure. So, uh, but I was going to say, I think also that's why you see Monica playing more than you see Q, because it mm-hmm. seems like Q just had it. Like, yeah. you didn't need yeah. to, and like Monica had to fight for it. Right. So I'm exactly. glad that they showed that. And then you could also. You didn't even need to see it. You already knew that Q wasn't even like out here trying. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I, I agree. So. Um, she knocks on his window and says <laughs> this really long monologue where it essentially ends up with uh, let's play one more game. Uh, I'll play you for your heart. One on one. One on one. And <laughs> so they he cue with a torn ACL takes off the, the as, as Cam said takes off the knee brace and says let's fucking go. And once again, like it, it is the Monica of the Christ here. She's getting beat up in this game yeah. too. He is ding her up. <laughs> he's ding her up. Like he's literally hitting. He's like hitting yeah, elbowing her, her elbowing her. Like I'm like, do you not want her? I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to understand. Like, what, I mean, what's was, his rage at her at this point? It wasn't no rage at her. I, I really love Tyra Banks. Don't make me not marry. I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> he really loves Tyra, bro. Like that's how I always take. I'm like, man. So he. That's a, wait, that's what you seriously thought. When I was when I was five. Oh, oh Jesus! Man, like, I still can't believe that? you were five. Thank you. This is every episode at this point. Cam is five with these thoughts. Bro, I was like, man. 
You don't lose if you if you don't lose you don't dunk on her like that, bro. You merely love her, bro. Like that's, I was like, bro, that's a like, hey, get out of my life forever type of dunk. Like, so he bangs on her yes. for five points straight. I think she was limping off the court. She was limping, bro. Yeah. She was limping, holding her ribs. Kind of a bookend of the original yeah. uh, basketball game between them as kids. Yeah, be rough men. Yeah, bro. So uh, he he loses. She loses the game naturally because he is he has like at least a hundred pounds on her and is like just like a, a six seven out here elbowing her too. Yeah, yeah, elbow. Yeah, he is elbowing her. He is. He is. Yeah. He is. I've, you know, I just want to put in the the He's muscle. Played dirty his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so she's walking away and, and he says, "Double or nothing." And we are just to believe that they go on, they get married, have a child. He hangs up the game, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, not, yeah. it's not clear what happens there. And he becomes a house husband, uh, which leads me to, like, how did any of this get resolved? What, well, was, the, what the, was supposed to be resolved? So, okay, okay. Get married the next day. The next day. Okay, so you really need to see him this break is, up with Tyra. Yes. You know she wasn't just in two scenes? Yes. And had a horrible yes. She told him he couldn't keep... really wanted she, to see that happen. She told him he couldn't keep his cue. No. On his wall. She told him he couldn't keep the cue. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see what, what the outcome of that was. Not only that, but it's just like... That, was, what was that, the, wait, that also would have resolved the entire thing for you. Yeah, but, but why would he have <laughs> banged... Why, why would he have banged on her that hard in the game if he was just going to turn around and say, all right, uh, I'll let you score five more points? So he could prove that it didn't even matter the whole time. I'm gonna still, I still love you. Yeah, I'm gonna assert this. This is my last chance to assert dominance somehow. I think it's just like not wanting to admit that you still feel that. Like not wanting to admit that that was. This is what it is. Love, All right. love Hypothetical is complex. Hypothetically, <laughs> Erica, I'll, I'll put this in, since you are a fan of this. Of love, is that what you're saying? The fan of love. <laughs> so you're asleep and you hear on your window and you're like, who's this? And it's, it's, (laughs) (laughs) who's this? It's your ex. And he's like, yo, I'll play you for your heart. You got to get married tomorrow. An ex that you still (laughs) clearly have feelings for. It's just that easy. Unresolved shit with. You don't get off the bed at that that time of the night either. Like if you don't, if you're not even, if you, he's at least interested. He easily could have been like, no, I'm good. I'm getting married tomorrow. I I don't care. Give me that gift that you're going to give me. He played into it. So you say he played into it from the the jump. He like clearly still wants to be with her. Hey man, I just feel like there's so much money that goes into a wedding but that like you gotta like he you and this wedding and Tyra like it doesn't. Hey, hats off to him, man. He had Gabrielle Union, Sanaa Lathan, and Tyra yeah. and the girl from Players Club. Yeah, bro. Like you gotta know her name. It's, you gotta. I don't know her name. <laughs> she was in Steve Harvey too, I think. Bro, I'm forget her. Forgive us. I'm about to look her name. Monica Calhoun. Monica That's Calhoun. Monica there you Calhoun. go. So the movie ends and Love and Basketball is wrapped up. A movie that I really do like. I obviously it has a couple of uh, believability issues. I don't know. If <laughs> I would be like, I would. The first thing I told Monica was like, "Yo, this wedding costs ten G's." Like, so wait, would you have? What would you have played her one on one? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> if you were cue this entire this time, man, he said, "Oh man!" <laughs> I would have got. I would. I would have tried my shots. He you know would have played. That was a yeah. I would have. I listen. I like. Uh, uh, if I won the game, I would have. I wouldn't have said double or nothing. Why but I'm still up. <laughs> Why is the hoop still up? Like, I'm, like, bro, like, Here's my thing. I would have. I would have <laughs> played the game. The things that you 
are concerned about well, I would have played the game I would have banged on her Obviously because well, why would you have played Are you good at basketball? No But I still would have banged on her um, Okay Okay <laughs> well, She's pretty good <laughs> She's Well you know She wasn't in the league um, <laughs> I would have banged on her and I, why would I play it? I would have played because that's my homegirl. That's your homegirl. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we... No, we really, the match will happen. There's no Justin is just there's trying like, to delay until he can figure out how to say, and I figured out how to get my money back on the wedding. Thank <laughs> you. I need to get my money back because I would have been like, yo, like... Yo, but this wedding, like the money, he's like money, I put, hold on, talking about, I thought, I thought, he, he has money. Unless, like, this is just something that I've been taught and it might not be universal. But I thought, like, the father of the bride paid. Oh, yeah. yeah oh. That, that, I mean, I think but, that's a little bit of so like. He a, scammed Tyra Banks' father, bro. Jugged her. And we supposed to believe. Jugged her. How does the conversation yeah, go? He, he walks up like. Put a hit out on he, him. He, he walks up like, yo, so I played, I played my ex in a game of basketball <laughs> last night. We played up to 21. She beat me by one point. I don't think that that is what he, he's going to do. I would have kept doubling the shit. Tyra, 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 Tyra would say, like, well, give him the rest of the movie, basketball. Is really important to you guys, so I get it. The movie should have ended with her pops pulling up at Staples Center with the blicky. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> with with the hammer, <laughs> with the blicky, with the stiffy. Where's my I need that. I need all that. That's love. <laughs> I love my money. Loving basketball. basketball. So confused as to uh, why that's very important for you to be. To know. It's okay. a lot of money, man. Anyway, great movie. Uh, yeah, the ice definitely it stays stays in the video store. It stays in the video store and checks out. It, it's both. All of it. Definitely uh, in BT's greatest hits. <laughs> They stopped showing it for a while. They're three terrible. Times, three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, compared to the last Sonata Latham movie we talked about, AVP, uh, Alien versus Predator. No. Uh, this is this is way better. She's got a better. She's got, she's she's going for five hundred, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, right now in late fees. Yeah. Uh, Erica, you love this movie. Would you keep it in your personal video store? I think I bought that one and Selena VHS at the same time. Damn, classics. Okay, in the year two thousand, uh, that was. Love and basketball, a, a very long. This, this is one of our greatest debates ever, I will say. Uh, but when we return on late fees, we'll be talking about a movie that I am not in love with. Five hundred days of summer, on late fees. When we return. Wait, cause you my girl now. You gotta ride on my bike. But I wanna ride my own bike. My dad always drives my mom. So. So that means I have to ride you. Come on. I don't have to do what you say. Forget you then, stupid. You stupid, and your dad plays for the worst team in the NBA. What? Last time they won, Dr. J was a nurse. Shut up. I don't want to be your boyfriend anymore, you ugly dog. Why don't I want to be your girlfriend, you big head? Welcome back to Late Fees. I am Justin, your host. I'm here with Pat and Cam and our special guest, Erica Ramirez. What's going on, Erica? Are you, are you good? The, the, the last yes. conversation. Was, we, Let's we, get into it. It got kind of heated. You know, we're, we're, we're doing this all for the, for the name of love. Now, what we do every episode, we have two movies, of course, but usually when we have guests, we, let, we allow them to pick the other movie that we do. So because it is Valentine's Day, we, I had to ask you one, and we asked you to pick your own movie. And as soon as you said this movie, 
I said, Lord Jesus, she's going to do this. You pick, well, what movie did you pick? 500 Days of Summer. 500 Days. I did not day. even think about it. I only would have thought about it twice if you hadn't told me that you had already chose Love and Basketball. Oh. That was probably my other choice. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, so, yes, we are, we, are, we are going into 500 Days of Summer. Uh, my first disclaimer warning, if you are a girl, a woman, and you are like Summer, stay the hell away from me. <laughs> Okay, so should we just get into that? Get into it. Independent, beautiful, <laughs> seemingly wealthy based on your job. Stay away from me. Summer that has was, nothing to do with it, Pat, and you know it. <laughs> Summer was honest since day one. Okay. Okay, let's... We, we, we gotta... So, someone it. break down the story. Someone break down the story. Okay, it's a, it's a movie where uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, and Zoe... Zoe... <laughs> Is it Zoe? It's Zoe. Zoe... They Chanel, uh, they, it's, I mean, it's kind of similar to, um, Love and Basketball in that it tracks a relationship over, like, a pretty specific period of time. It's a lot shorter. Very short. Than, well, compared, especially compared to what Love and Basketball does, it's less than two years for, uh, <laughs> you math wizards out there, <laughs> 500 days, uh, and it does something Love and Basketball doesn't do at all, which is that instead of being an incredibly straightforward narrative, it does a lot of time hopping. Yeah. Uh, which I uh, kind of kind of jump into my own critique. Of no, I mean, there. go ahead. Go but ahead. It's not, <laughs> uh, and anyway, so over the course of before we just lose track of any threads we might have, <laughs> I'm just going to give a brief summary up to the very ending of the movie uh, right now. Yeah. And then, so they go out for, over the course of 500 days, their relationship has its ups and downs. Uh, he's always wanted to go into architecture and is extremely sure about their relationship. She wishes that he would pursue things more and is not always so sure about their relationship. They end up breaking up for good. There's a time jump. She has gotten married and proclaimed that she that he was right and true love did exist. Oh, but she was but also. she was also right and that her version of it wasn't with him. They were both right. And uh, then she leaves well, and he <laughs> asks out a woman named uh Autumn, Autumn. One of the worst endings of a movie. <laughs> Let's just forget that ending. Like that ending it's, it doesn't even. It's like kind of surprising given the rest of the movie and how it's like, written. Yeah, well, it really it kind of makes me reflect almost on like the. I don't think that time jumping is. I think it's more of a gimmick than is necessary for the script, and I think that the autumn gag at the end kind of makes me think the script is even more of a gimmick than I, <laughs> I thought it was. I also, it, the actual story itself, I think is a totally fine romance movie, whatever. I, I hesitate to say rom-com because I think it's kind of like an undercut. It's kind of, it's, it's very Wes Anderson, Anderson-esque. Well, how so? Just in the way that it looks to me. It, I, I could see that. And it was definitely at a time, the movie's well, that 10 was years old now, it's yeah. crazy. We're like, yeah, imitating him was kind of at an all-time high. Yeah. Uh, not that it still isn't in a lot of ways. But it really feels, even down to the time jumping and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel, like, the, it feels very, like, time capsule Like, it almost feels like... This movie exists in this time and probably won't work anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, like, neither one of these people ever really got more famous. Like, Gordon <laughs> Levitt didn't ever really become a bigger movie star than this. He's Robin! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's Robin in the last five minutes. 
<laughs> of Dark Knight Rises. Uh, she kind of got more famous, but like it was kind of a lateral move because she, New she Girl, had the TV show. Yeah, yeah, and New Girl did like mm-hmm. eight years. So, I mean, that's a shitload of, of TV. But I felt like she was always known as Summer to me. Yeah, I mean, this is her. I mean, I think for a certain crowd, she's. I think Jess is her character's name on New mm-hmm. Girl. I mean, she's that the show has a diehard fan base, right. so she's going to be that character to some people. But other than that, she's. She's Jess on New Girl. She's summer in Five Days of Summer, and she asks Siri if it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Five Hundred Days is a very emotional movie. <laughs> you th- you, and you don't think a lot of movies are that emotional? No, I don't. Well, here's my thing. I don't think that a lot of the movie, like, who is? I, I think I, I look at myself in this movie in a lot of ways. As are ju- you Summer or are you Tom? As both. Okay. <laughs> I love how you smiled when I said that. <laughs> As both. It's like, I can be very hard on my sleeves, you know, romantic, but I can also be really like, eh, what, what is this shit? But I also feel like it's not realistic to, to write a movie where someone is literally completely on that side of the spectrum and nothing else. And I felt like Tom's character to me just completely takes me out the movie altogether. And Summer to me is, is like... Do you feel like Summer's written very realistically? Well, it's kind of another, like, fairy tale situation where even though they're playing on, like, they're playing up the more realistic, mm-hmm. like, painful elements of, of passage of time and relationships and breakups and, and getting back together and, and all that, they're also doing, like, this fairy tale thing where we, I mean, just from the title of the movie, we more or less know that the relationship isn't going to last. Mm-hmm. And... They're doing like the time jumping turns into more of a fairy tale, and because he's extreme in one way and she's extreme in another way, it feels like yeah, it's, a, it's like a fairy tale. It's very nonlinear too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, they, the, they they play a lot of. It's one of the movies I feel like where the nonlinearity, whatever, <laughs> like is, that's a word. Yeah, is like the least impactful, and just in terms of like, it all feels like. Like, if you're watching Pulp Fiction, you're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but if you're watching this, it's kind of more like you don't really have to orient yourself as much because you just kind of let the relationship like wash over you or right. whatever. So Erica, you picked this movie. Uh, can you remember the first time seeing this movie and kind of like how you felt on the outset on, at, at the end, just on the characters and just how everything went. So I don't think you clearly see that many movies where the girl or the woman in the film yeah. is the one that doesn't believe in love. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that was clearly what was interesting to a lot of viewers. And that was interesting to me to also finally see the guy that's like madly in love, mm-hmm. clearly doesn't accept what she's saying. But I think there's a dynamic of like they both give each other just a little bit of what the other one wants in order to keep them there. And I feel I like that's where they're both. They both fucked up. Yeah. Right? Like. They're both clear as to what they want, except Tom's a little bit like, oh, no, it's okay. I don't want this either. Like, meanwhile, she was being honest, but I feel like they both want the other person at some capacity. So they kind of either they give just enough. And I think that is also, I feel, in my opinion, very real. Yeah. Like, I, even though you might not feel as strong or as real, there's at least a, a little amount or an enough amount to still entertain the idea. And it's where, like, if you kind of, and you're kind of telling, like, not a whole lie every day. You're telling right. a small part of a lie every day. Right. But then that's why at the end of, like, two years, it's like, oh, fuck, those, like, lying about that one tiny aspect of this has added up to it cutting the whole thing down. Because right. even though Summer says she doesn't believe in love, 
she clearly is doing relationship type of things by going shopping at Ikea and like doing all these things, you know? So it's just like, which clearly is triggering to you right now, but (laughs) it's, they're both doing things that they don't want to do or Mm. saying things that they really don't believe in order for the other person to not leave. Are relationships lies then? I mean, I think the movie, I think this relationship is... (laughs) Cam Cam woke up. Cam Cam woke up. Are relationships lies? Cam, are relationships lies? I I don't think that's lies. Like, do you compromise? Yeah, you compromise. I feel like... But this is, like, not a compromise, though. Like... She lost... The the, the scene that that turned me off on this film, bro... Just get to it, though, guys. Get to that scene. that really turned me off that made me, like, sit back and, like... Like full on, like wait a minute, bro. Like, like hold up. When they was at the bar, and he get like he get beat up pretty much because uh-huh. like, <laughs> she just letting she first of all she just letting the guy like harass him like pretty much, bro. Like this is your boyfriend. This is yeah. Like even if y'all aren't together, I would have dumped like, her right there. Like yeah, I would have been like, all right, bro. Like that's it. Like because you just letting this guy just just shit on you. But then they get back to the crib. And he like lay out everything that they doing, and she's like, "I just think we're we're friends." Like she tried the friends on him after I got my ass beat for you, pretty much. Because whole reason I punched the dude was that was messed up of her, yeah. The, the, the whole reason I punched the guy was because he was he wouldn't leave you alone, bro. He kept going. Now part of it might have been because he was disrespecting me, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you asked him to leave politely about five times. Mm-hmm. He just kept harassing you, so I stepped up, basically defended you. Got my ass beat for you. Then list like everything. Then I list everything that like is going on in our relationship or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, and then you basically like, oh, well, like. I well, see, that's my thing. It's like, but there, to her, was it ever that deep though? Like, so why would you go shopping? Why would you do all these things with me? To her, it's not that deep. To her, it doesn't mean what it means to him. Do you think she's like emotionally? No. Like just, no, I'm not no no hold on. you didn't even let me I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> you thought I was gonna say emotionally unavailable in general? <laughs> I'm just saying emotionally unavailable to him. She just did not and it's that quote at the end where they're sitting at whatever his favorite area is. And she was she pretty much said that she felt what she never felt with him. It's just she didn't feel that with him. But she does. She did hold find on. what she I mean, the, to no. me, there's no. I think the idea that like she's like misleading him in any way is inaccurate because I think yeah. that. Oh, I didn't say she was. Yeah. Okay. I think that like it's not. That's his quote. I. She, what she's doing, like, I mean, I think a lot of times, if you, especially in relationships where you don't end up with the person, is trying to figure out. Why did, not, why, what went wrong? Yeah, and not just trying to figure out what's wrong, what what it is about them, but what it is about you, yeah. or like what you're looking for, or like maybe the reason that I'm not into this relationship isn't actually about this person; it's about me. So if I spend enough time learning in this relationship, I'll realize like, oh, this is actually what I want. But you can't do that unless you know that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So she thinks that like like even though she's pretty harsh in her belief that this isn't her thing. She doesn't exactly know what her thing is. So yeah. maybe if she sticks around with him long enough, she'll, she'll figure, figure out, out that he's right. And she kind of does. Like, she, she, uh, she, in one way, he is right that he was right. Yeah. Like, all, uh, overall, he was right. But about her, in he that situation, he was just wrong a little bit. So, I don't know, the movie's more about, get out of here, you. 
uh, our cat is all over us. So he's our he's our other special guest, and he has he doesn't like this movie either. Okay, uh, <laughs> I think the movie is about learning in relationships more. Than of course, it's about yeah, anything. absolutely, and I, that's where it's good. I just felt like to me, it's like having this character be like so idealistic to this point was just took me out of it. It was almost. Fairy tale like in a way that I, w- I wasn't really seeing it that yeah, way when I, I saw I it the think first time. It hurts both of the characters. Like I think it makes him look kind of incelish and it makes her look yeah. kind of unreasonable. Yes, yeah, he is over the top with it to a point where it's like it's unenjoyable. It's like I don't I know I joke and say like if you're if you're somebody like Summer stay away from me, but it's like she has valid points. She does some fucked up shit. He has valid points. He does some fucked up shit, but he's way over yeah, the top with it. Real sympathy for him. Yeah, because yeah, like, he's yeah. a lo- he's like a lo- even when he went on a blind date or whatever. With the with the oh, yeah. with the um with the with the new girl and they were at the diner or whatever and mm-hmm. he was explaining all the reasons he hated Summer and then she was like well did she do this or did she do this did she do this? and she was like well no no like, yeah. <laughs> well, one of, I think one of the questions was like did she not tell you exactly. that she did not want a relationship exactly and he's just like. I would have been like, huh. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know. so it's it's like, all not admitting. But what, it's but, hard to remember who's But how do life. you, like, really define, okay, okay, so you're doing all this stuff with me, but we not really a thing? Wait, wait, there's, like, a quote in the... That's kind of why you had a conversation, because I'm going to be honest. <laughs> if it was me, like, if, the, if it was me and, like... We don't have the conversation. Like, say I'm in the role of Summer. Okay. I'm the, I'm like the person. I like, feel like you you look like a Summer. <laughs> and we're just going along. <laughs> like, if we don't discuss, like, this is what we are, I'm going to just assume, like, hey, we just having fun. Like, But you're going to assume what you want. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so like, there's, a, there's a part where Tom says, look, we don't have to put a label on it. That's fine. I get it. But, you know, I just need some consistency. And Summer says, I know. And Tom says, I need to know that you're not going to wake up in the morning and feel differently. And she says, and I can't give you that. Nobody can. People can. No, you can't promise someone that you are going to feel the same way forever. Mm. I think I mean, <laughs> sure, sure. I, I, that's a totally, for someone who's yeah. very much dreamy about love, it's hard for me to yes, say that. But, but that is very. But, but I, that's. But that's. I think a, a, a more of a problem with the extremities to which the characters are written. Again, yeah. is that like she? He wants all this, and mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, like most people would say, like, like in a real conversation, like most people aren't like. You need to tell me that yeah. things will be like this forever because it ends up feeling that scene in Team America where <laughs> she's like, if, if you tell me that you'll live forever, I'll sleep with you right now. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I will live forever. But like Gordon Levin, this movie ends up feeling to me a lot of times like uh, in Hitch when he's like knocking on the window in the rain and he's like, tell me what I did wrong. And the guy's like, bro, you're doing it right now. Like that's how I feel like Gordon Levin is in this movie a lot of the yeah. time. He he's just so. I just feel like it's, it's like what is this really saying about? And I know this is a movie; it shouldn't be that deep. But like, I I wanted to like this movie. I've heard a lot. Of, I I had heard a lot of good things about it when I saw it. I saw it like a couple of years after it came out, and I I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Number one, number two. I was like, yo, I was younger, obviously. I wasn't a big fan of Summer, but like when I when I rewatch it, it's just like I I it lost me immediately because I was like, okay, that this just this will be over in ten minutes. I feel like there's a lot of realistic feelings and conversations. Their roles aren't that realistic or mm-hmm. a little bit one extreme or the other. Yeah. But I feel like there's sentiments that are very true, i.e. like you don't feel that strongly for this person and you're just going to go 
ahead. Like, there's so many things that are very understandable. So why, why, why do these things and then essentially be like, nah, what's your beef for summer? This is, this is, what's the beef for summer? Don't go, don't like, my thing is if you never fucked with him and you never want to do it, he wanted to be friends. You should have just stopped. You should have just been like, yo, this is what it is. I, I'm leaving you alone. Like, don't make him happy. So I feel like there was a, a part, I don't know if they were like before the shower, after the, some, some shower scene. Or I think it's after scene, the shower. And she tells him that she doesn't want something. And he's just like, no, I don't either. I'm fi-. Like, I think it's actually right before they were going to have sex for the first time. Yeah. And he was like in the bathroom talking to himself or something. And I think before that, she made it clear that she does not want that. And he's just like, oh, no, it's fine. I don't want that. Even in like that quote, like, oh, I don't need a label, but I need consistency. Mm. That is a part of a relationship is consistency. Like, but, that, but you just said that no one's going to wake up feeling the same way. That's consistent. Well, no, no, no. It's that no one can tell you that they're going to feel the same way for the rest promise. of their life. She should have said it in another way. Yeah. She was like, nah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> again, it's, she it's, have said it's it totally reasonable, like, interactions and emotions and conversations yeah. delivered through characters that make it harder to accept. Because they're both very extreme on both. How do you feel about ends. the reality and expectation split? Did you get, you've watched it before. Yeah. So you watched the, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was clever. I think it, I think it's cl- I think any movie that subverts and actually talks to the audience in a way that this movie does is very clever. I do like the way that it talks to the audience without beating you over the head with it. It's very very smart. I, it's a little faulty. A little a little faulty. How is it a little faulty? Because you can't you can't say that like. Your expectation going into a relationship is that obviously the person will feel the same ways that you feel, right? You would hope. You yeah. would hope that. But I feel like in this in this movie, once again, I go back to Tom's character. He's so over the top yeah. that his expectations were never going to be met. Right. And that's what takes me out of the movie. That's why I'm just like, I can't... Because it's triggering. I'll say this right now on the episode. <laughs> this movie is the only because movie... Because you feel like you go into relationships with unrealistic expectations? Yeah. Yeah, I used to. I feel like, but I also feel like I go into relationships with expectations that could easily be met if someone would just come into the middle. With yeah, but it. I would say that the Zoe De Chanel character probably feels like that in this movie also. In my summer, I well, I mean, you're what? somebody who I think uh, is very realistic about your own expectations. Yeah, I, I, it's and upfront not, and not the other person, sir. Yeah, I'm pretty upfront with what I want. Bro. You're, you're. You learned that we were twelve. Um, <laughs> yeah, Justin didn't see this movie until he was forty, and you know, <laughs> I, but I think that I, me, like a lot of people, are like very upfront. Like, this is what I want. This is what I, I expect. But there's all there's always extenuating circumstances, and there, there is there's always extenuating circumstances, but a lack of of uh, compromise. I mean, yeah, they both ideally they both should have been like, this is how I feel, and then acted as clearly as they could. Yeah behind that like yes you do not go shopping at ikea and then go sleep over and be all cute when you don't want a relationship yeah Yeah. but then you also don't put a relationship on someone when they tell you that they that's not what they're looking for why do you and why do you think summer did it you think she was going by what she felt and she felt like it was the right thing at the time or she she might have i think she really liked them yeah i think she liked them and she like she said she let it be known up front like I'm not really looking for a relationship. At that point, 
But he should have probably scaled back. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> maybe also kind of uses that as an excuse, maybe, of like, That's well, possible. I told you. Like, I told you that this is what not was going to happen. So if you're down, I'm down. But yeah. I made myself clear. So. And I mean, it's just like, it's hard to know what the right thing to do is, both in a relationship and every day walking around, like, in real life. So, like, if this guy, like, thinks he's totally in love with you and, like, you think it's, like, possible at all, like. Yeah. yeah. Even if you think it's unlikely, maybe you're still like, who the fuck knows? Life is hard. It's clearly like a possibility for her. Like, she clearly had feelings. Yeah. You think she was seeing somebody on the side? No. I don't. I don't. I, I, I the think move, she just the, said the, that. a pretty unreliable That's story. That was it. That was a Charlemagne question. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the worst, the worst, <laughs> you can get an ear, bro. Like, me? The worst thing <laughs> in the whole movie, besides, like, be unreasonable when he, like, Broke down at the fucking karaoke bar or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so it was uh, asking her about all of her ex. Her oh past yeah. Life. Oh yeah. That is like rule number one. Of, oh. Like for me, like I don't really care about. You guys have never asked. I have. And I've, learned, I've learned. The oh, hard that was your lesson. Yeah, so okay. I was like, so like going forward, I've learned like. I just rather not. Yeah. Know. No matter what personality type you are, there's probably a good reason not to do it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> <Huh>. Listen. <laughs> okay. Huh. Okay. I don't want to ask that question. Huh. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm chilling. Anyway. Uh, and he he doesn't want to be asked that question. I don't want to be asked that question either. Means. Okay. I don't want to be asked that question. I don't want to be asked either. Listen. This this movie brings up bad. <laughs> Yeah, I don't Bad experiences. I don't understand yet. If you you sound like you're Tom, but like I can be both. I'm T I N T I P. I'm T I N T I P. This is really a mixed metaphor. I get. I missed the fourth act of T I versus T I P where they fucked. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm Harvey Dent and Harvey Two Face. No, they're, you know, they're, like, they can't be the same no. person. They're different people in the movie. Not, yeah, this person. Listen, I can be both. It's I not mean, two sides to I eye just need you to. Two I just people. need you to pick. <laughs> I feel her. Okay, listen. I feel. I, I feel her. I just feel like the reason I cut the movie off is at the point where I cut the movie off. I was like, you know, I, at this point, I would have just. I would have dipped. I don't want to see the end. You're I didn't, mad that they both just didn't like stick to like set boundaries and like yeah, didn't stick to the compromise. Yeah. St- stick to the boundaries. Like I hate movies where it's like this is the same reason why I won't watch Malcolm X again because I just really hate to see him die. I really hate to see the end of this movie because it's it's like I should have seen this shit coming, dude. But you don't think that, but you think that the storyline or most of it is true, like the oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just feel like. If this, if I wrote it and I didn't, it would have been it would have been over in two seconds. It yeah, it would have been it would have been a different conversation. Would be a different movie. It would have been like the, I don't think we would have done this type of movie. What, what movie do you think I would have no, done? I, mean, I haven't even thought of that. I'm just saying that. This doesn't seem like a story that you would. No, because if you're over here cutting it off after a couple. Well, my story, my love story would be very like dramatic. <laughs> Yeah. Like in an action movie, yeah, it's be very dramatic. Well, dramatic listen, emotionally, right? Listen, man, uh, you know things happen. Uh, so, five hundred days of summer. There were a lot of good actors in this. How did you feel about just the the performances in the movie, guys? Uh, there, I think that it's a better movie for. Deschanel than it is for yeah. Gordon Levitt. He's like a he's an idiot in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's kind of a boring actor. I mean, he's he's cool, but like 
in every movie he's in, I always like I my memories of the other person are better. Like fifty fifty, I remember that as a Seth Rogen movie, <laughs> not as a, a Joseph Gordon Levitt movie. I don't I don't know. He he's he's cool. He's, he's got, fine. He's got good facial structure. <laughs> he's a he's a cute guy. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that I don't know. Honestly, but it's a good point. He honest. What besides Looper? I can't think of a movie where I think he stood out more than anybody. Else. Yeah. Uh, what's Looper. that movie where he was the uh, the, the ladies' man? Uh, I, I don't know. Jackie Boy or something like that? Oh, Don John. Don John. Uh, yeah. Don Juan, Don, Don John. It's Don John. Don John. I, I actually think that's Don a good movie. John. Yeah. Uh, it's It actually kind of has a lot of the same... Uh, Types of uh, storytelling that this movie yeah, does. Yeah, and like about like love and like real love and like connections and stuff. I actually like Don John. It's pretty good. I saw it in theaters. It, I did too. Not a, not a great experience. Um, I, I, I do think Zoe was... <sighs> You know what? I'm coming around to summer right now. That's yeah, all. see, you guys have brought me around. He's starting to see himself in the because in, <laughs> he wants to see character. himself in summer. Wow, you think I'm projecting? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Now that you realize she was the smarter character, <laughs> <laughs> I always want to be the smarter character, no matter what. No, I, I, I think you know this movie, obviously very popular, a considered a cult classic. I consider, I mean, kind of just like a standard, like it's kind of like one of the rom coms of our. Generation, Time. yeah. yeah. Uh, what what are some like uh, even coming up with ideas for this episode? I was thinking of rom coms that really hit for me. Uh, what's that one? The Notebook. Yes. Yeah, but that was kind of like the proto. Like I was you. I mean, I was in high school when that came out. Cam yeah. was. Uh, Cam was in. Cam yeah. was in his mother's well, stomach. Cam was learning the, the words the to be bar mitzvahed. I don't. Does the I don't. I thought the Notebook was unnecessarily long. I haven't seen it since I saw it in high school. Like, I actually, I don't think I've ever seen The Notebook. Uh, it's, it's freaky. It's 2004, I was nine. What does that mean? It's freaky. They, they was getting freaky it's, in it. It was such a big <laughs> deal at the time. Yeah, I know. Yes, it's, it's but like, they get freaky in the movie. It's just, it was just like a very dreamy, like, story. Yeah, yeah. That's more fairy tale like than fairy, these two. Yeah. It, more than these two. Notebook, people uh, go back to. How old is Ryan Gosling, bro? He's got to be almost He's like 40 now. Motherfuckers look the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, black don't crack. Uh, <laughs> Thirty-eight. So quickly before we wrap up the the episode, any final thoughts on Five Hundred Days of Summer? Uh, I think it's necessary viewing, even if I don't like it that much. It's pretty encapsulating of the era that it came out in. Yeah. I mean, like we're saying, like it'd be hard to think of another movie with at least the same name recognition. Mm-hmm. Pat, look between since the Notebook, it's, it probably has the most name recognition of, of anything. Of anything, yeah. I mean, you bring up a rom-com. Listen, if you... Uh, all right, I'm just be honest here, okay? First date, man or woman, you go to their house, they say, we're going to watch a movie. They flip on Netflix, boop. They go to the movies. They pick 500 Days of Summer, leave. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm basically going to... I'm going <laughs> to... They don't, uh, they don't, I don't want... I think either uh, one would want, like... Yeah, it's not... It would either be, person would want yeah, to watch... It would be a very bad first summer. date movie. That's why I'd leave. Yeah, I, I, if I see you cut off out here this summer, I'm going to be like, uh, my Uber's outside. He's like, well, you drove. I'm, because I'm you still assume leaving. they're not a romantic or because it's a bad first date? Because I've never I, watched this movie with the guy. Why Why are we watching this together? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I there are say. people that watch this movie with their significant other. Then probably because you're I mean, if you, if and there's not one that is confused about how the other one feels. If you were, if you were, if you were, if you were in a long term comfort relationship, it could just be a movie. If you're on yeah, the rocks with somebody, not, it's probably not going to be the most or therapeutic. First date, you don't go Man, if I'm going through issues with my with my girl, I mean, listen, miss, watch this movie. It could be you. 
Which one? Like, again, no, which, one? which role are you, you trying to play? Like, I'm yeah, somewhere. I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere. The tables have turned. I'm somewhere at all times. Before we end off, uh, really quick, other than these two movies, favorite rom-coms that come to your head? Um, Knocked Up. Not is that great, one? great. Really? I would consider yeah. that a rom com. Yeah. yeah, I consider all those Judd Apatow movies rom coms. <laughs> they all are actually. I mean, yeah. Uh, the best one might actually be uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Hmm. I just rewatched. Wow, that I forgot about that. I never watched that movie. Oh, that it's movie's really great. Good, and it seems like it could have some of the same like incel traits that like, this movie <laughs> kind of has because like it's like about this guy like obsessed with his ex girlfriend. Yeah, but. Honestly, gave it the watch like over Thanksgiving when we were at Caitlin's parents' house, and it was like it totally held up. Still works, and it's so fucking funny. Uh, what about you, Karen? Favorite rom com? I know you've seen every movie before you were twelve. Favorite rom com? <laughs> does the forty year old version count as a rom com? Yeah, I think yeah. it does. I, I, just, does. I just said the Judd Apatow movie yeah. counts. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it counts. Judd Apatow, yeah, like uh, what's the other one? The rom com. Uh, what's the one? Where that's about Paul Rudd and fuck man. Well, Paul Rudd's been in a lot of it's, like, it's like the spin on it's like this. This is forty. This is forty. Okay, excellent. Great. You like that? I like this is forty. That movie is long as shit. All these movies are long, <laughs> They're all long. as shit. Yeah, man. Knocked up is hilarious, bro. Like the four-year-old version. Uh, what about you, Erica? You're looking at a list of wrong yeah, right I- now. I mean, he he had the hits. I like hated a, when Harry when Harry straight. met Sally when I first. Yeah. You didn't like when Harry met Sally. Yeah. Yeah. Not when I first watched it. Um, she's all that. Oh, oh shit! We just watched some of this the other day. We're talking about she's all that. <laughs> what? We're talking about she's all that. Pat talking to his girlfriend. No, we're not making fun of you. Erica just said no, she I, loved it. Yeah, I love she's all that. <laughs> did this, you did you watch it? I've no. Seen, we've seen spoils for it. I'm not a spoils for it. We've we've no. It's it's okay. <laughs> We're, this is this is all love in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hitch was great. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Hitch is great. Hitch is great. Love um, actually is the best. I love Love Actually. Love Actually is a good. What about the Holiday? There's something about Mary. I haven't seen something about Mary in a long time. Probably didn't age well. I tried to get Save the Last Dance to be our other movie. Oh. Yeah. That movie has so many problems. <laughs> yeah. Is it literally like a white girl like goes to like a black school? Not even that. That's just the that's just the tip of the iceberg. Okay. That's uh, just the most predictable problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Washington sounds like she's from New York. The movie takes place in Chicago. Yeah, I like yeah. how that's the thing. That <laughs> is he. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Crazy supposed to be. Stupid Love is good. I like Crazy Huh? Oh, Did you I see that? Crazy Stupid Love is good. <laughs> I went through a period what of time in like kid? senior high school Aww. where it was like on demand and I like watched it like every weekend for some It's pretty good. Uh, what about uh, Wedding Crashers? Uh, I actually, I mean, okay. That's a rom-com? Yeah, I here's, guess so, right? Here's my thing about Wedding Crashers. I, some of the actual joke writing and humor in it is spectacular. <laughs> Uh, the further we get from the movie, the rapier the premise Oh, seems. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's not even, like, that bad. Like, I mean, the, like, it's just because they're so aggressive about lying about their identities to get laid. That's what makes it creepy. Yeah. Like, 
if they were just going to a bunch of weddings and getting laid, it wouldn't be really that creepy. The the fake identities is what makes it seem a little weird. Oh, the fake identity shit is unnecessary. But if you get over that like weird aspect of the storytelling, I think it that it holds up joke wise. I got one, and I feel like we should have did it for this episode. Ten things I hate about you. Ten okay. things I hate about you is perfect. R.I.P. Heath. R.I.P. Heath. Uh, American Pie. Love American Pie. Not the most romantic movie. That is a romantic comedy. What else could it be? I think it kind of falls. It's one of those weird type movies. Can an R-rated teen comedy be a rom-com? Yes. It's a a subgenre. But rom is the key word. It's romantic. It's a raunch-com. American American Wedding work better. That is not. That's still nasty. That, that movie nasty. That movie, if anything, that's the nastiest one. They were like, we got all the eggers back. Now we just got to go for broke and gross gags. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, terrible. They went over the top. None of those are rom coms. So uh, those are some of our. That was funny. Burger Pie, I, I consider it. But those. You just rewatched it. You said the webcam shit's creepy as Oh, the webcam shit is very nasty. <laughs> yeah. Very incel y, too. Uh, but that is our. I, I could go ahead and say this is our Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, we're not, yeah. not going to see you guys uh, on the 14th of uh, February. So, you know, be safe. Uh, don't, don't, you know, find a Tom. Because, you know, I'm summer. And uh, <laughs> now, <you're summer. laughs> now I'm summer. And uh, I, I think for that, the, the uh, video store is closed. Yeah, well, we can we, I think we can go ahead and say what the next oh, yes. episode is. Uh, it is the opposite of a Valentine's Day episode. Absolutely. Uh, oh, God. If anybody is one of the more diehard RNC radio fans, you might listen to The Lookout. You might have gone to the movie theater to see Dragon Ball Super Broly. You might have watched it in the couple hours it was up on YouTube. (laughs) Uh, You might have listened to Jeff and Meals talk about it. Uh, But we are going to have them on at the end of the month. We are going to talk about Dragon Ball Evolution, Mm. I think also maybe from 2009. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Uh, and an as of yet TBD non Broly Dragon Ball movie. Yeah, movie. We're, we're gonna take one of the Dragon Ball Z movies yeah. and uh take it through the ringer, see if it checks out, see if it goes through. So we're gonna have a the long awaited uh link up. It came from this episode, this very episode. Yeah. This is the idea of the lookout and late fees uh on the next episode of late fees. So make sure you look out for that one, so to speak, no pun intended. And as always, uh you can listen to RNC Radio for all of our other podcasts like the Lookout and RNC Radio uh podcast with Josh Pease and myself that's returning next month. We just talked about that literally a couple days ago. Uh, we also have the A Show that, that is airing uh, this week, as well as RSPN and the Perfect Play Podcast and Two Belts, all under the umbrella. We also have an update, which should drop today, the day that Late Fees comes out. I forgot about the Cable Box as well. Oh, okay. yeah. How's that going? Uh, cable Box is going great, uh, depending on who you ask. <laughs> uh, no, it's going really well. The, uh, the recording of the show and the actual show... Uh, is they're both going surprisingly well. I'm a big fan. So yeah, I'm very excited about it. I take it. I take it onto myself to listen to it before everyone else gets it. No, I, I assume you do. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to hear what you got to say. No, it's good. It, it makes me. Uh, it, it eases my mind. So in, any idea if you're gonna just take a break after True Detective or, or what? Uh, I think I'm gonna take a break between True Detective and Game of Thrones. Oh, you're gonna do Game of Thrones? I would have. I mean. I'm doing Game of Thrones because it's shorter. If it were right. a full season, then I would have been like... My, my The reason that I'm going to feel guilty about Game of Thrones is that True Detective I'm able to talk about in like a pretty encyclopedic way. Like I've seen the first season probably three times, mm-hmm. and the second one, like just because of how fucking funny it was, like <laughs> I can talk about it. 
uh, and I could like Game of Thrones. Like I don't know the show that well. Oh, like shit. I mean, I've seen the show, but I like made it past episode three of season one. Wow, you it, got it, a lot of catching up like, to do. I, I don't have any catching up to do. I have no intention. I don't, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know that many more names than Cam does. Okay. Like, and I, I love the show. Like, it's a blast to watch. But like, I, I'm gonna feel guilty not being able to talk about it the same. So way. undecided. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna have a hard time not talking about it. I think. Okay, so we, will, you know, maybe that's a little, that's a little scoop. But you can still change your mind. That's completely fine. Yeah, I think yeah. Barry, I think Barry will be back around the same time. Yeah, it will. It will. So, yeah. If I don't put it in a tweet, it's not official. You just get the extra info on this. Put a tweet on it. Uh, as always, check out our playlist, R&B and RNC, and the RNC Radio official playlist. Uh, it should be dropping the day this drops on Friday, so check that out as well. Once again, I want to thank Erica Ramirez for blessing the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Erica. Is there anything that you'd like to plug? Anything, you know, where can they follow you at? Um, my magazine by love, clearly. Yeah. Daily Mag. Yes, sir. On Instagram and Twitter, and that's about it. All right. Thanks for having me, though. Thank no you. problem. Yeah. Talking about feelings with me. Yeah, I, or I anger, you know, I this episode triggers me. This is no, this, I like this. <laughs> Justin got worked up, and then he flipped sides. It was, <laughs> it was really high <laughs> This was nice. Oh my god! So until next time, for Pat, Cam, and Erica, I am Justin. Thank you for listening to Late Fees. Until next time, the video store is closed.